Welcome back. Welcome back. We are back. We are back. We are back. It has been a while. Welcome to the Barnabas Speaks podcast. I am your host, Cloyd Brown, and I am so glad, so thrilled, so ecstatic to be back. It has been a while. I think it's been a little bit over a year. And I would like to apologize to those that have been looking for it and those who may not have been looking for it or those that needed it and uh, it wasn't there. I uh, apologize. And I just am glad to be back. I'm glad to have this opportunity. Uh, I can give you a bunch of excuses of why uh, I stopped, but uh, it just I just didn't. I was not consistent. Uh, it's been a year since I've been consistent, and I'm just glad to be back, glad to be recording the Barnabas Speaks Podcast. The Barnabas Speaks Podcast. This is your first time listening. Or if it's been a while and you don't remember, the Barnabas Speaks Podcast is a podcast about encouragement. It's a podcast about empowerment. It's a podcast about faith. And that's the things we talk about. And I think now more than ever, as God has pressed me to start this back up, as I was on a social media site and uh, watching a video, and one of the persons on the video said that um, where would you be had you finished when you started last time or what you started last time and it really began to resonate with me I think about where I would be and how far along this podcast could be and uh, the things and lessons I learned uh from recording then and how much further I would be and just kind of understanding and knowing this this realm of podcasting. Everyone has a podcast now, and so uh, it took me a while to start uh, because everyone had a podcast, and who would want to hear what I have to hear? But I felt pressed to do it. And so, of course, coming back, it feels kind of a little bit the same. It's like, hey, who would want, who wants to hear? No one missed you. Uh, but I do believe that uh, God has given me some things to say, some things to share, and I hope that it is a blessing to you. Uh, and so uh, it's been a while. And if you do not know me, not familiar with me, uh, one of the things that I've done is that God has allowed me to do is write a book. It's called The Becoming. It is helping the Christian disciple gain a practical perspective on their relationship with Christ. And as a recent, I was uh, helping a, a, a mentor, a friend, uh, do some videos. And he asked me to do like a four-minute video. And I began to think about what life is after after salvation was next and I begin to think about it now because uh, I think that we are in a place where people need help we are as you know we are in COVID-19 um, and it is everyone is locked down everyone's in their house everyone is sheltered in place well not everyone but most people those that are not deemed as essential people are working from home life has changed as we know it over the course of a month not even a full month over the course of about two and a half to three weeks life has changed as we know it where we were going to work every day now we're working from home uh, we are kind of placed in forced isolation and I believe that at this time this is where people are being introspective this is where people begin to turn to faith this is where people begin to look for answers this is where people begin to, to seek God and to seek a higher understanding. And so I, I begin to think about uh, God has placed upon me. What happens after this? Uh, a comedian uh, slash uh, rapper that I like, uh, 
he was he was talking, giving his testimony. He was saying that okay, now he admitted what was wrong. What where is he supposed to go from here? Where are you supposed to go from here? Well, a lot of times in the faith, a lot of times as people begin to process their 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 salvation, amount of time that people begin to make a decision to go in a certain direction. The question now is, now what? What do we do? And that is what I'd like to deal with for the next couple of, uh, of weeks, uh, next couple of episodes, is what do you do now? What, what happens now? What, and now what? And I, we, as we begin to walk towards Easter, as we begin to walk towards what the, the, the Resurrection Sunday, Resurrection Day, we'll begin to celebrate the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So we begin to begin to put our minds on that as we begin to turn our face towards Jerusalem, turn our face towards Calvary. The question then becomes, what do we what are we thinking about? We realizing that at this time and this moment, over two thousand years ago, a man gave his life on Calvary. If you if you're a believer, if you're faith is in Christ Jesus. That is scripture. That is our confession of faith. That a man gave his life so that we can live. And but after we accept that, after we say yes to that, after we say we believe that in our heart and we confess in our mouth, how do we now move forward from that decision? Because after that decision, you still have frustration. After that decision, you still have depression. After that decision, you still have marital problems. After that decision, you still have financial issues. After that decision, nothing truly goes away. So now what? How do I deal with life now that I have accepted Christ? How do I, I, I deal with uh, uh, infidelity now that I have accepted Christ? How do I deal with the fact that I don't love myself, that I, that I have low self-esteem and that I'm suffering and struggling with depression. How do I deal with the fact that I accepted Christ, but I still have to deal with the effects of COVID-19? My, 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 my cousin died. How do we deal with death? How do we deal with sickness now that we accepted Christ? Because we were, we were told that when we accept Christ, all things would be made new and things would change. And, and But... When we got home, the, the, the debt was still there. The bills were still there. When we got home, we still had to go back to the abusive household. When we got home, these are some of the things that I want to discuss over the coming weeks because these are real things. As I begin to think about COVID-19, last time I, I, I was talking to you, I worked at a totally different place. I would now work at North Carolina Central University, which is a historically black college or university, if you will, uh, in Durham, North Carolina. And I work in HR there. And one of the things is we begin to prepare for COVID-19 as we begin to shut down the university to go to online schools. The one of the questions that we had to begin to think about the students is think about the students that are going back to a, a situation that they were running away from. Think about the student that, 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 that it nearly, uh, barely rather, escaped the life of crime. That escaped the bullets flying over their head. The person that escaped living in an abusive household. What about them? 
as we are dealing with these things, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do when you're struggling with this thing? When you, when you go, when you have to say that I accepted Christ, but hide in your bedroom. You have to go home to an alcoholic father or alcoholic mother. You have to go home to uh, an abusive husband or verbally abusive wife. What, what do you do? Many times in the church, as we begin to move, as we begin to move forward in the church, these are things that we don't discuss because we're trying to get them to the altar. We're trying to get them to Jesus, and we believe that Jesus is the answer. But for the the babe in Christ, for the newly converted, it doesn't seem as if Jesus is the answer all the time. What do you What do you do? And the short answer is to turn them towards Christ, but the long answer is that we are all becoming. We are all becoming. Uh, it's not perfect. It's not not an easy thing, but we're becoming. We are becoming who we shall be. We are becoming who God has set us to be. First John, the third chapter, in the second verse, it reads, Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. That is the NIV version. But the King James reads, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. So we do not know what we shall be. I think one of the processes, one of the challenges as we begin to approach and approach the subject is that we don't leave room for the becoming. And that is a shameless plug. <laughs> In a sense, of, uh, it is the title of the book uh, that I had the opportunity and the gift and the blessing to author the becoming, helping the Christian disciple gain a practical perspective on a relationship with Christ. But that's just a practical perspective. And so even after that, there's still some there's still some growing, there's still some learning, there's still a process that we must go through. And oftentimes, whether it's us, the individual that's going through the becoming or us, the, the, the body of Christ that are, are witnessing this becoming, we don't leave room for that becoming. We realize that if you cussed religiously before you accepted Christ, you're still going to have to deal with the fact that you cussed religiously. It just it just it just what it is that that it does not go away. And the reality of it is that there is no overnight peel in Christ. It is a process of becoming because what God what Christ must now do is tear away some of the layers that you have built through a lifetime for many of us, a lifetime of living in the carnal world of living without Christ living apart from Christ. This is the reality of this thing. It's the reality of this walk with Christ. The reality of this life is that when we accept Christ, we, st we still come to him with the weight 
of who we are. We don't stop being who we are because we accepted Christ. Just the same way I said that the problems don't leave, but who we are, we still come with it. And yeah, if, you, if you're familiar with me, uh, you know I love movies, shows, and, and music. And so I, I, I correlate and relate a lot to those, those things. And one of the shows that, uh, that I really enjoyed that actually has now set the series has now ended is called uh, The Arrow. It was uh, a CW television show. Uh, DC Comics, and in the very first season, in the 23rd or 24th episode, uh, this last episode, the uh, protagonist, who is uh, Oliver Queen, is talking to one of the main uh, characters or supporting uh, actresses uh, in Laurel Lance, and he had he had been deserted on the island for five years, now he's come back. Now, before he left, he was, he was immature, uh, young, immature, only thought about himself. And he, he comes back and he is mature. He's been through, he experienced life. He's been through a lot. He's been isolated and deserted on this island. And now he's back home. And she says, I can tell that the island has changed you. And he said, that's just it. The island didn't change me. It scraped away all the things that I wasn't. So I could be the person that you always seen me to be. I'm going to take that. I'm going to say that real quick. He says that the island did not change him. But it scraped away all of the things that he wasn't. So that he could become the person who she always knew him to be. He even said, I don't know how you saw it, but you did. And this is this is me being who I am. Not trying to be deep, but it's so much revelation in that. Is that what is truly happening when we come to Christ? It is a process of tearing down, tearing away, and scraping away all the things that we're not, so that we may become, we may become who Christ has always seen us and known us to be. And many times we we say even to Christ, even as as Oliver said to Laurel, I don't know how you saw it, but you did. The thing is that this process of becoming is tearing away all the things that we're not. And the, 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 the real reality of it, it is a process. And, 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 and what I'm telling you, beloved the, the, the listener, if this is your first time listening, understand that I'm about encouragement and empowerment. And there is a, a, there's some real realities that we're going to have to deal with as it, as it talks about the becoming. There's some real consequences, some real, real, real challenges that we have to deal with, and, and God is dealing with me on that even now. But what I want to start off with the fact is that you are becoming, you are taking it, you are in a process of becoming like Christ. You shall be. This is what 1 John chapter 3 says in verse 2, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Because it's hard to be Christ, because we don't truly fully understand who Christ is. He is not, he is, he is still revealing himself to us. And as he reveals himself to us, we, be, we shall become like him. 
So with this process is tearing away, tearing away, scraping everything that you, the thing that you have been that that you have put on and that, that you have become because you have been through it and you have experienced it. Some of you have experienced molestation. Some of you have uh, experienced uh, sexual assault. Some of you have experienced. Uh, 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 losing someone violently. Some of you have experienced uh, addiction. Some of you have experienced all these different things. Some of you have have had, had, had been exposed to to sexual situations before you should have. Some of you have been addicted to pornography. We're going to touch on that. Some of you have been addicted to alcohol. We're going to touch on that. Some of you have have, have, have been have, have have been addicted to anger. Some of you have to deal with this anger, these anger management issues, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to deal with these different things. Because the process of becoming is scraping all those things that, that we put on because, we, because of the experience we went through. In real life, we've been, we've been going through the trenches. And we've taken on everything that's in the trenches. We've taken on the mud and the, the, the dirt and the, 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 the grass stains and the, the fecal matter and the, 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 the liquid waste. And we've taken all that as we've gone through the trenches. And so much when we come out of these trenches... We have everything on us, but just because it's on us doesn't mean that it is you. And what this process of becoming does, it tears away every single thing. It scrapes away every single thing that you're not. So you could become who Christ has always seen and known you to be. He's always seen and known you to be this thing. No, it's it's not always going to be easy. It's not always going to be a cake work. It's not always going to be it's, it's not always going to be comfortable. But he's scraping it away. He is scraping it away. I know what life has taught you. Life has taught you that this walk is hell. But God, here, what, what First John is saying is that we do not know what we shall become. We, we don't know who we are, but we'll find ourselves in Christ. We'll find our true self in Christ. It doesn't mean that everything that you have is, 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 of, is of no use, no value. This is an introduction. I'm just doing an introduction so that we can begin to talk on these subjects of the becoming. Because you're becoming who you used to be. And we're going to tell, and if you know me, you know that I like to talk about the spiritual and the practical. There's some practical things we're going to deal with. These are practical things because you, practical things, or who will make you who you are in the spirit realm. Most of the things that we struggle with, because the spirit is willing, it's the flesh, it's this carnal nature, it's this body that is unwilling, unyielding. Because our body wants what our body wants, the natural wants what the natural wants. The natural wants comfort. And sometimes that comfort is at the end of the bottle. The natural wants the easy way out. Sometimes the easy way out is, is to, 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 to swerve towards your addiction and to not deal head on with the trauma that caused the addiction. And we're going to touch and we're going to speak on these things and we're going to talk about these things and we're going to delve in. We're not going to take the easy way out. We're going to be consistent with this. 
because there's some help that we need, there's some assistance that we need, there's some there's some things that we need, and we can only get it through facing these things head on. We can only get it by saying that there's act, there is an actual problem. That we can only get the fact that, to say that we did go through some things in life that put this on us. Some of our, our, our tendency to lie has been built on how we have experienced life. Some of us telling the truth caused us pain because the person that you, that you were telling the truth to couldn't handle the truth. And so to avoid the pain that came with telling the truth because that person couldn't handle the truth, you developed a lie. And it became pure habit. And so you begin to lie. You begin to, to omit about things that did not require you to lie. Now, I'm not, I'm, I, am not, I am not condoning lying. But I say that there's some things that are just, you waste a lie. Not to say that you, that you should lie. But some things that we, we waste lives on because it's so simple, so elementary that you can't, I, I can't even fathom why you would lie about it. Can't fathom. We can't even fathom why you would lie about it. This is not about perfectionism. This is about understanding that we are all becoming. You, me, your pastor, the bishop, your wife, your, your boyfriend, your husband. We're all becoming. We don't have this thing figured out. We are all learning. We do not know what, who, what we shall be. It does not appear what we shall be. We don't know what it is. But here comes God. With the scraper. As I thought about this, I was thinking about the process of removing wallpaper. It is one of the most tedious task there ever is. We've never done it. Uh, it is. It, uh, don't let it be old wallpaper. Because like, see the big thing, the big pieces come off easy. But for some, it's such a process because it's, it, it, the glue, the, the adhesive has stuck so much that we have to scrape it. And, and sometimes when you're scraping, you mess up the wall a little bit. Sometimes you're gonna, you gotta need to wet it some more so that way it, 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 it loosen up some of that glue. And it's, sometimes it's not just as easy because what you're gonna do is you're gonna now paint to show the original wall. You're gonna not paint. You're gonna remove this wallpaper to show the original wall. What the what happened was we covered the original wall because we thought it looked good and. <laughs> And that is that is a, a a direction we can go all in itself. And there's certain things that we put on as cover. We 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 put on arrogance as a cover. We put on we put on we put on on shade. You know, everyone has throwing shade these days. We put it on as a cover. We put on lying as a cover to cover up the original of who we are. To try to compensate for what we want. And so now we must dig deep and we must use the scraper to scrape that wallpaper off. To get back to the original wall. Who, who the wall was when it first got built. 
or what the wall was when it first got built. Who you are when God first, when God first blew the breath of life into you. Who he always knew you to be. The, this process is not about changing you. But it's about tearing all the things, tearing away and scraping all the things that you're not. So it can be revealed who you truly are meant to be and who you were meant to be. When Christ, when his words first brought into life. It is a process. And we're going to walk through that process. We're going to deal with some real, real subjects and topics. We're going to deal with some current events. We're going to deal with all those different things. This is Barnabas, the Barnabas Speaks Podcast 2.0. Uh, and, and I hope that it blesses you. We don't know what we're, we're It's not yet been revealed who we're going to be. But when we see Christ, then we'll know. Then we'll be like him. Because at that moment is when he will reveal, we will be able to see him as he is. I, I normally I normally can talk. I can go and I, I can definitely keep this going. But this is just an intro. This is just an introduction of some of the things that we're going to talk about. Uh, and my goal is to have some guests to have some, maybe even some subject matter, subject matter experts as we begin to talk about these things. Because there's some real things that, that, that are going to take place. And this is a process you're becoming. I wish that this was more comedic and people can get on here and just laugh and, and joke, but these are the things that God has spoken to me. This is the Barnabas Speaks podcast. I'm here to be, to be an encourager to you, to you, so you can become who Christ has ordained you to be. And it's not about turning you into something. It's about taking away those things that you're not. This is in the scene. This is the scene. I can tell the island changed you. I can tell life changed you. No. That's just it. It didn't change me, Laurel. It tore all the pieces away. It scraped all the pieces away that I wasn't. So I could become who you always seen me and know me to be. Christ is getting you back to your original state of who you were originally ordained to be. Who he always saw you to be. Even when you couldn't see it, he could see it. You don't know how he could see it. You don't understand even how God could call you to do a thing. How could he call you to preach knowing that you're addicted to, 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 to sex? How could he call you to, 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 to minister to youth knowing that you, that, that you have a challenge with your father? And you're not even sure if you ever wanted kids, but somehow you, you, you are compelled to continuously work with kids to encourage them and pull them up. You don't know how he could see this thing. You don't know why he would call you, but he has. And he's getting you to become who he had always seen you to be. We're going to tap, tackle these topics. We're going to hit this. 
And we're gonna try to do it in 30 minutes every week. We're gonna try to do it in 30 minutes or less. Because we want this to be a blessing to you, but we realize that we're living a different life. So as we head towards this resurrection Sunday, I want you to begin to think about those things, those things that you picked up in life. Just living life from your experience. Those things that you begin to depend on because they are now your quote-unquote personality. It's just who you are. No, that's who it, what your experience has told you you are. But the real reality is Christ is taking all those things away so that you could become who he has always known you to be. So as we look towards the, the cross, as we look towards Golgotha, as we look towards Good Friday, and we look towards the burial, and we look towards the resurrection of our Savior, Jesus Christ. I want you to begin to become introspective. Begin to meditate on those things that have led you to be where you are now. So now what? What do we do now that we're saved? We'll discuss it in the coming weeks. And I want to thank you for your audience. Have a great week. Have a great rest of the week day. God bless you. God love you. And remember, never let your independence rob you from your dependence on God.